Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is Outtakes with Mike Moynihan, Golden Age, the baseball collector guy. I went over to his house. We had a good time over there. Uh, thanks sponsors, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, and Huggins Scott Auctions. I got to see the beast. We just had a good old-fashioned chat about vintage mainly. And he had his uh, buddy, Matt, who's a great guy, doing some of the video. So we just concentrated on looking at cards and talking about it. So this is a part of what you might see on his uh, Baseball Collector channel on YouTube or on his uh, Golden Age. He recorded, and I'm just mainly pulling out a few things that I think are fresh from things I haven't dealt with on my show. So thanks, Mike. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, everybody. And see you tomorrow. Here it is. This is the beast that my dad and I built. Well, your dad's um, an artisan. He is. It's hard to do it justice on video. It's just really beautiful. Like it's, it is beautiful. In terms of woodworking and the skill that I know went into it, it only took us three weekends. Or One of the things I mentioned is that my setup is not like this, but mm -hmm. in, like you, if you take a few out or want to add a few in, you have to take everything out it's because I have the order that I need to maintain. Mine is alphabetical. Yours is okay. annual it is chronological. It is. And yeah, it's like a giant accordion, right? Like when we were kids and changing out binders. And Can stuff. I tell you what I did? My solution? Sure. Okay. Please. This is, this is creative. Uh, not too creative, but basically I have my version of this and I have backstock that I keep. But if I'm going to put something backstock going into the main thing, I have to pull something out to put something in. Got then to. I don't have to ripple everything right, through. Right, but right. every five or six years, I pull it all out and redo it. And I'm right in the process stock. of doing that now. Here's my backstop. Okay. I see. Okay. <laughs> you haven't been to my place, so you'll get a chance. This should be a home and home series. Yeah, home and home. Right? But, uh, yeah. Um, I literally am out of room. Like I'm having well, to start I... put boxes on the ground and yeah. just stuff everywhere. But... I did something a few months ago I thought I'd never do. Get a storage unit. Really? I've never done that in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm just, a halfway proud, halfway ashamed. We're really hoarders. That might be a. That's for the that's collector. a bad word. That's it is a bad not word. an acceptable word. I know, I know. I'm an accumulator. You want to look at some stuff? I do. I do. Okay. So you're not a condition freak. No, I'm not either. The better condition stuff in the early '70s, it sold faster, but not necessarily for more. Why do you think that is? Because there were enough people that knew, hey, why not get the better condition one? If they're going to sell for the same price, get the better looking one. I remember. But it was considered unsporting to go through and cherry pick. Really? All the perfect condition cards. Why? Because you're taking because it away from unless someone you, else? You, you would literally have to demonstrate, this is my want list, this is what I'm looking for. And then you could pull out the best one. But it was... But you know, upgrading wasn't... Upgrading if you had poor upon. condition. No, upgrading okay. was part of it, but it was from poor to, to very good. Gotcha. Not from excellent to, to mint. gem mint or something, especially for some of these tougher sets. I have the entire 40 play ball run. All the 40 play balls of Hall of Famers are in there. Oh, okay, okay. Missing the Joe Jackson, which would be obviously well, a, a very big card. But Yeah, no. I've, see, my dad, my dad had 40 play balls, almost a complete set. Actually, 40 play ball more than 41. And that's a bigger, fuller set. And, and the old timers is a really nice touch. And the 41s just are rehashed. You know, it's just, if it's an active player, it's the same picture. Well, they're beautiful. Just they're beautiful. They I are. I like the pastels, like, you know, and the DiMaggio brothers. That's, that's a cool aspect. Yeah. That would be. Something I would do. So you have room, a tiny bit of room in this one. I leave a little bit in every drawer I just so that. I'm not always constantly according. Exactly. I, I have my rule is three fingers. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Three finger rule. That's for a good thing, I think. Why? But yeah, I leave enough space where 
I'm not literally constantly changing things out. You had an episode about 53 Bowmans. The Alex really into it and was fell deep fast. But those were always classy cards, mm -hmm. even in the earliest days. If you got a collection in the 50s, people well, were always enamored. It was a pure card. It was. Well, remember you know, when you had 50, 51, 52 Bowman? All are very similar. Then Tops came on board. Uh, Whoa! So Bowman's tops. like, what do we need to do now? And yeah. Cyberger, bigger yeah. card. That was the game changer. Yep. You know, that's the other thing I've done. The front and center grading is, yeah. is that that looks like a great card. It might be a six. It might be a five. I can't read the number. So all I know is it's a good card. Yeah. So I don't it's worry. A, it's a five or six. It's a five, I think. Okay. Is it Newhauser? Newhauser, yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying, do I really want to pay a lot more for a six than a five? I think you've come to that same realization. 100%. I want a good looking five. Yeah. And I'm not going to apologize for it. No. In fact, of all the collections I bought, fives were good cards. And Nines and tens, I won't say they're suspicious. When you find something that's a 53 card, color or tops, Bowman or tops, and it's a seven or eight or a nine, you're thinking, this is unnatural. Very. doesn't mean there's suspicious stuff, but it's unnatural. Yeah. When I look for a card, no matter what card it is yeah have you heard the term collector grade versus investor yeah, grade yeah. so for me which is a, a bogus division but it's at least something to it's go on what people want to say but it, it continues the notion that uh, a four is not a investment grade card depends and on the card right no it, it doesn't depend on anything it doesn't even depend, on the it depends on will is there does this card have liquidity does it have a chance to have a following yeah and we're finding out that mantles Regardless of grades, yeah. right? So, They'll so investment grade, I, I think that's investment grade is would somebody be proud of having this card in this condition? And we're finding out that on the great cards, one, two, or three is still investment grade. My now a common card, a regular card, no, you're not going to. But my Ruth is a one, and I love it. I it's a even... reasonably well centered one. Yeah. Oh, you're not showing the back, but it may have a little bit of back scuffing or something. It's actually not too bad in reality. And that's a good one then. Yeah. It's pretty clean. It's a one. No, and it's really? properly graded. No, I'm with you. Like I, I said, I, I just love owning it. No, I, I love I, having it. I'm totally agreeing. I'm just saying that some of the cards I have, I bought the cards that were in the collection that I bought. I didn't really buy that many individual cards. But a card like that, I wouldn't kick it out. And I would get it graded, even though I would know it'd be a one or a two or something. To and me, that's it's okay. more protection. And it's protection and authentication. And yep. But some people are faking ones and twos of great cards. Just shows the lengths people will go to sometimes. I don't think that ever will go. Well, if it does, then that means the money left. <laughs> if we're not a scammable industry, I had a collection I almost got, and I had the dilemma just off the 53 Bowman colors. A guy came in, it was a hotel buying trip kind of thing, comes in, he's got a complete set and a bunch of extras and other stuff. But the 53s, he doesn't want to sell them because it's his personal set. And this is 45 years ago, 50 years ago almost. Like I said, the problem was, I won't say there were nines and tens, because that would be the exaggeration of the ages, but let's say there were eights. If it's a complete set of eights, pretty untouched, really crisp, sharp corners. In my mind, in my 1975 mind, I could not pay him double what I would have paid for something else, even though I should have, because it just wasn't considered, it wasn't done. He said, I'm, I accept your offer for all these other, the 52s, the 53 tops, the 54s, 55s. That's fine. I just really like these, and I'd rather keep them. 
And for me to say, maybe it would have jeopardized the whole deal to say, you know what, I, I really want those. Then I've got to explain because they're in really good condition for that kind of a set. And uh, said, I'm not a liar, so I can't lie. And he walked out with him. He walked out with him. But I think a lot of it's this. I know what city he lived in, Mike. You, like, could you drive to his house? No. Like, <laughs> he came to the hotel, okay. But I know, I know the zip code. I think in 2021, we go, man, that seems high for XYZ card. But in five maybe. years, we might look back maybe. and go, maybe oh, not, though. But maybe, but maybe not. I remember 2014 National, Cleveland. At Baseball Card Exchange, they had a PSA 5, mm-hmm. 53 Bowman Mantle for 150 bucks. Oh. And I went, uh, I'll, I'll be able to get that down the road. We all say that. And it's funny how I remember the cards that got away oh. more than the deals that I yeah. have acquired over the Absolutely. 40 years I've Absolutely. been doing this. And it's just the funny aspect. It's like poker, right? You remember the hands you got bad beats on versus the massive pots that you might win. And so I just use it as experience to go next time, don't pass up on that card. But we all have. It wasn't necessarily underpriced <laughs> for the moment. At the moment. That's right. It's funny when I'm sitting here thinking about you coming over and I'm like, oh, he's going to have seen every single card like that. I have nothing that he's never seen before, but you realize I went to all those nationals to, to find cards that I'd never seen. And Rich and I just delighted in doing that, but it's, there's still cards are beautiful. I don't get tired of looking at cards. I feel like 55 Bowman is incredibly underrated. I, that's one of my biggest finds was a unopened case. High numbers mainly. And well, so the second and third series both. So there were a bunch of mantles, a bunch of banks, mantle, maze, and Aaron are all in a tight grouping there in 179, right. 184, mm-hmm. 202, whatever it is. They are, and so I had some of them, but they were gum stained. They were, they'd been in the case. I got them in 75. Okay. And so they'd been in the attic of a confectioner store for 20 whatever for 20 years. years. Yeah. And the, the son of the grandpa that had them brought them in. And they were eaten. They were, I, I actually sold a mantle for, it was a 90% of the card. <laughs> it had been, been nibbled. And it's still, because it was, if, again, these uh, conservation experts, these restorers, could they have put the card fully back together? I don't know. Given enough money, maybe they could. I've taken another card of a common player and somehow put it together. But uh, I thought, no, I'm just going to sell it as is. And it sold. Because the rest of the card was, was crisp. It was fresh out of the pack. Other than that part of the pack that had been eaten by the uh, <laughs> rodent. <laughs> the unknown yeah, rodent. Yeah. Or the family of rodents, I think, could have been over a period of time. That's- I've had people want to offer me less over the years for a slab that is a little bit scuffed. Right. A little bit chipped. Or the uh, label is a little out of phase or something. And I'm thinking, dude, it's the same card. People pay. They won't pay extra, but they'll pay less. They won't pay less. I think there's two factors. So in that, that argues, you know, of keeping it, because I've got some little chip corners on my slabs. But think about the flip, the old PSA flips, the the ones that look like they were printed on a dot matrix printer right. back in the early days. Those go for. You can have the same grade. Right. That card will, and one in a lighthouse holder, the lighthouse is going to sell for more. But some of the older slides, the, the perception is that PSA used to grade harder on exactly. vintage. Low-numbered BGS slabs go for a premium frequently. Because of that reason, right? They used to grade these really hard. Or- we, it's not that we were grading hard back when I was in charge. It's just we wanted to be sure we weren't perceived as easy. So if in doubt, we were, we were going to be tougher. But not to be unreasonably tough, but just to not be known as easy. 
it's I hear people talking about things like population control and yes. all of the I think it's all a bunch of hooey. Bogus, yeah. Because a ten's a ten. No matter how many of them there are, there are tens and nine. I'm talking about grading modern or, or yeah. any, you know, whatever it is, it should be graded that, not, oh, we need to control the pop on this card. So we need to grade it some amount lower. Yeah, I think that's silly that any company would do that. Why would they do that? Why would they want to control population? They don't have any. It's get the any, flip side of the problem of somebody submitting cards to any of the companies and getting an unnaturally large, a seemingly unnaturally large number of tens. There's just some people are better at pre-grading than others. There are people that could take a stack of raw cards and say, these are what the grades are going to be and be pretty close. In fact, we hired people that can do that. That's part of the test. And so if they're good at it, then you hire them. But they said, no, I don't want to work for you. I'm making too much money. Pre-grading, pre-grading and pre-screening. And cherry picking at, at shows. I can. Interesting. That's like a business, probably, it is a for business. some people. It's, it's probably not a business you want to popularize. Yeah. Let's see. So which one do you like better? Obviously, the 41. But mm-hmm. Just the aesthetics of the card. I think the aesthetics of the card, 41, is better. But it's the same picture, treated differently. 41 was my dad's last year of collecting. But he had 39s, 40s, play 41s. Oh, white name. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is still underappreciated, but it was for a long time. Garrick's my favorite player. Yeah, um, I have Garrick artwork. Uh, you know, he was my dad had this card. This says it's a two, mm-hmm. and it's investable, collectible. I'd take it all day. When back in, in the early mid seventies, when you're going through and you're buying cards, you're not saying can't accept this. It's a two. Nobody kicks this out, Mm-mm. and it's not even one you're going to think about upgrading unless there's like unless there's some back no. damage or something. No, no, I have no intention on getting another one. I yeah. Love that one. But I think not that it's flipping. There are a number of regular, non-ultra-wealthy collectors that might even have a preference for a two or three. It's better value right. in the long term, perhaps. Yeah. Again, perhaps. so many people are you getting priced know. out of you can't the... Know. You can't the, know. The, but I just think there's less people that can afford the big cards. You have more people that well, can afford the... Well, you've heard buy the biggest house or the best house you can afford. How about buying the best house that you need? Right. Or that you want, exactly. or that fits your family's needs. Then you can buy nice furniture and, and you can do I'm other saying, things. That's yeah. right. I've got friends that have great houses and no furniture. Exactly. Or big yards and no landscaping. 